Welcome to the podcast, World Order. As always, I'm your host, Matt. With me tonight, I have the Dean of Old School himself, D. White. That's right. Do your damn homework. He is your favorite, my favorite, everybody's favorite is Jeff Hitman Hall. Hello, hello. And uh, we have the roughiest, pickiest, cottiest man in the world. Ryan Coddington with us. Shit-eating grin on his face. We'll get to it when we get to it, but um, this, looks, this looks pretty right for me. Um, maybe since mm. I'm the only one that predicted it to happen. Mm. I mean, it's not like it's... You set the world on fire with it, but yeah, I guess... Well, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get to the, vic- get there. To the victor goes the spoils. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first and foremost, shout out to Paige, two years sober. Congratulations. That's a huge milestone. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's awesome. Good for her. It's hard. That's a hard thing to do. That's right. That's uh, right. We're going to go ahead and start with the worst and just work our way back up, okay? Let's start at 10 and work our way back. Is that what we're going to uh, do? This doesn't even be, this doesn't deserve to be at 10. This deserves okay. to be lower. So, uh, who watched SmackDown this week? Yeah, not I. Did you happen to catch a wild Goldberg in the Thunderdome? Uh, oh, I did. Well, no. So, so, he was on the screen. Yeah. Uh, specifically for the Universal title match. Mm-hmm. Um, and as it's been reported, there are two reasons for this. Uh, the first is they think it'll boost ratings, and we'll Ow. we'll find out next week if it actually does. But well, because one more person will watch, and that's all that matter. Well, here's the thing: the season premiere numbers were lower than typical, right. so they did not do as well as they were expecting. Yeah, it um, wasn't a but, wasn't a horrible show. I mean, it was it really wasn't bad. It wasn't um, awful. I've seen worse. In um, fact, I would say that might have a top five moment of the year in there for WWE. Oh, yeah? Tell yeah. us, please. Uh, when we get there, that, that's the next thing. Because um, I want to get through WWE as quickly as possible. All right, let's do it. Uh, the second reason, and here is why we should be saying, oh, God, no, why? God, no, why? Mm. He is there to build potentially future storylines at the Rumble and WrestleMania. Yeah, that's not a shocker, though. I mean, okay. I, I, I'm not surprised by this at all. Remember he remember a couple weeks ago, or a month, I don't know when, said time. Remember they were having their little spat, you know, by hitting the head on the locker? So, I mean, that, you know. Oh, that, Jeff, I thought we covered that like a month and a half ago. <laughs> oh, I don't I, think I time actually exists in the COVID era. 
Oh well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, yeah, you're, you're correct. It's it's the shout out, shout out to Stephen King. It's a dead zone, or if it's not, then we need to whip out the Langoliers. D White. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, which is my favorite, which is terribly bad, but that's, we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's um, yeah. Yeah. So I figured once that, you know, and plus remember he didn't, well, Goldberg didn't get his, not a fair shake, but remember, you know, he didn't get his, what he was he promised. Right. Yeah. 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 So I'm sure he's going to get his win or whatever his match uh, back at some point. Well, this is going to be uh this is going to be Roman Reigns' win in my opinion, if that's mm-hmm. what we're going to do here. Uh, it, well, that's what that's what should happen, uh, but we all know what might happen. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think we're all kind of expecting it. Um, but the Let's best Pat, moment from SmackDown. Let's uh, ask Pat. Pat, see what he thinks. Yeah, I think you already know. Uh, best moment from SmackDown. Was the new day, to no one's surprise, honestly. Yeah. Um, they had their their uh, emotional moment in ring discussing their split, um, and that's not the end of the new day. It's just a current hiatus. It's on pause. Um, and uh, just between some of their their promo they're cutting prior to their match, and uh, I don't know if anyone saw, it, but the backstage segment. Um, where they were all discussing it. Um, I mean, Biggie even like went out of his way to say, like, look, I was at the point where I was going to do anything at all to get me on TV. You know, at that point, I wasn't even being booked. I just wanted to get booked. Um, and, like, seeing genuine emotion with it, honestly, uh, it, it's one of those things where, like, we may come on here and we, we may, you know, dish out on them for some stupid stuff that happened in ring and everything. But man, these guys, once again, are all just so incredibly likable. Um, so, and I think they just have a genuine connection with fans, honestly. Yeah. And, and I was, I'm, I'm glad they didn't do the whole like heel turn thing, you know, that they, they didn't do that. Yeah. They could have done that. And I'm glad they didn't because it would have been super inappropriate for uh, all those guys have done. Um, yeah. Big fans of the new day. Uh, you know, I guess, um, and I mean, it was a good match too. I liked it, it was sort of a callback to some of their feuds from a while ago with uh, the bar and then also, you know, with Shinsuke and Cesaro. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was, I, I enjoyed that. That was, you're right. It, it was, it was a pretty, pretty good moment. But also, it's one of those things where it's like, if you take a step back from it, Matt, and go, Okay, well, they gave Kofi a run with the belt and they didn't break him up. Then why in the heck couldn't they do the same thing with Big E? I don't get it. No, I agree with that 100% personally. Um, I don't understand why they wouldn't. I get it because the, the whole remark is everyone is saying they, they want to get Big E a little away from the goofiness and the silliness, but you just had a whole feud on like, Hey man, look, I'm gonna beat your ass, but I'm gonna still talk about pancakes while I'm doing it. Like, yeah, what was the point of that? I mean, I get it, you're trying to legitimize him as that he's gonna put you down, but if your whole point was to prove that he doesn't need to be a different person, why are we completely separating them and trying to make him a little bit more serious? I think you're both correct, yeah, and to to touch on what you said too, Matt people tend to forget that 
these people are actual people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And there is emotion and you guys know my rule. I mean, real emotion always sells and real emotion is always better than anything else. Um, so I, I thought it was pretty cool that they, you got to see them, you know, with a little bit of real emotion now for Big E, I mean, it's WWE. So we can argue until we're blue in the face on when they should have did something or how they should have did something or serious or not serious. If they're actually going to push Big E, then I don't mind it. You know what I mean? If it's right. not for, if it's not in vain and it's just for clicks or likes or whatever it may be, um, mm-hmm. if they're actually going to push him and give him a little, you know, like a little, a run with something, make him look dominant. I mean, eventually I would assume they're all going to come back together. Um, but as long as, it, you know, it's not to just be throwing pancakes by his damn self, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd really to see him bring back the five count gimmick. Um, I thought I that know. when he would, I, and I know you said that on here before, um, but it doesn't get enough credit. Um, I don't, I don't, well, I think for the time when King Kong Bundy was using it, it was, it was used as a tool to get him over. Um, I don't think they let Big E use it at the right time. I thought that the gimmick that he had then was fine, but um, what was it? Early 2010s and he was still sidekicking with, you know, you know, Dolph and And AJ, ultimately so, I mean, just the, the big for AJ Lee for God, like a year after they broke up, they teased a romance angle there several times just to never move on it. Big E had his intercontinental title run. And even that is, is garnered with a whole lot of just garbage because he didn't really defend it. He never really got a chance to do anything with it. Yeah. And um, I think it's really sad because all three of these guys have shown that they're capable of doing a second gimmick. I mean, you know, because you had Kofi doing, you know, the whole Jamaican thing, Big E with the five count and then even, and then, you know, even Xavier when he was in TNA and he was doing, you know, the, um, and, and he was doing Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed, baby. Um, well, that was the that was who he was portraying. Um, but I I think even in their own singular respective gimmicks, I think there was something there. And the fact that um, and this is Jeff's Jeff's rule: put all put all the black guys together. Um, you know, it, it's it's just crazy to think that something like that actually worked. And here we are years and years later and this is where we're at um you know you you have you have kids kids crying because they won't see the new day on tv together at least for a little while and i think i think that goes um i think it goes with just like the cultural aspect of it as well um you know it's very it's it's not in the same realm um but it's similar in the way that ron simmons won the world championship to where what they've done for just the black wrestling community in general, um, in my in, in my personal opinion, um, but no, someone said it. But we'll see them again together, again probably WrestleMania or even the Survivor Series. But um, I think they're still being underutilized. But hopefully, this split will give Big E some single time. Looking forward to that. Um, and you brought up a really good point: fans and and kids crying, man. Can you imagine this moment actually happening with a full arena? And, and maybe it doesn't happen if we're not doing COVID and having all of this prevent mm-hmm. fans from being in the building. But genuinely, I feel like this is a, a huge moment that, I, I mean, they have been around for six years now as a, as a stable. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. People are invested. Uh, genuinely, they're probably three of my favorite people on the roster, just from all of their interactions outside of the ring, how they are inside the ring. Um, I genuinely think this would have gotten a lot of emotion out of the crowd, and I think the crowd would have ate it up, especially after they won the match. Um, I, I would imagine them probably going through the crowd, lots of hugs, lots of tears. Um, yeah. yeah, and I, I, I think... Angry we were robbed. <laughs> yeah, and maybe, maybe, you know, that's... I mean, we'll never know, right? I know. What, we'll never know which, what, you know, what was the cause of stuff like that, and they've had to do a lot of different things. So, I, I mean, really can't complain. Um, but anyway, let's go on about it because we we're going to talk about WWE for forever. Yeah. Um, this is my last WWE thing I have here. Uh, recently drafted to Raw, WWE superstar Charlotte Flair recently signed with yeah. the Minor Sports Agency. Yeah, baby. Um, now I'm not gonna tell you I know a whole lot about Vayner Sports. I don't really know much about them at all. I'm being honest with you. Um, I just know they represent baseball players, a lot of esports guys, um, mm-hmm. combat sports, yep. and I believe Flair is the first professional wrestler. Yeah, and I think that that you know, uh, she's had an eye into getting more into like actual television and doing some. Uh, do, branching out into doing some other things kind of um you know weird timing with uh you know with, with wwe coming up you know putting a clamp down on people doing outside things for themselves and then she's one of the biggest stars and she's obviously doing that for herself but yeah there's no way they stop her no there's no way no way at all so but I, i'm gonna add one more thing from smackdown that i thought was uh that I was super disappointed in, to be honest with you. And you know, guys, I've been uh, I've been a fan of heel Roman, and I wanted to see where that went. Um, and I I know eventually, probably that the you know, at least uh, Jimmy Uso is going to like Jay. Which one is not injured? It's, Sorry, it's Jay Uso right now. So, so that they're going to join with him and be his lackeys or whatever. I'm sure that's what will happen. But, and it almost happened. They teased it. He didn't need to hit Roman with the chair because I think that that was just, it, that didn't need to happen. And then it just makes Roman look stupid, right? And, and it, it, you can continue. If you want to continue this on, that's fine. That didn't need to happen, and I was when it when it was getting ready to happen. I went, please don't hit him with the chair. Please don't do that. We don't need you to do that. And of course, that's what he does. So, and but it and he ended the beat down. But it's it's just WWE always, you know, just when they're right on the edge of doing something right, they do something stupid. And but I'm, I'm still not complaining about it. But just watching it in real time, watching it in real time, it was so irritating because I knew I was like, no, don't do this, and then they. So. Well, you're right. You're 100% correct. Yep. Um, did the other Uso even get drafted? No. I think people who are injured were not included in the draft pool. Yeah, and he's out so, of the like, only, only one of the Viking Raiders was drafted. Yeah. Um, the uh, Jimmy yeah. Uso was not. Yeah, because I know that you know we had, we had seen him at the pay-per-view. Um, you know, at least... I figured they would they would get him drafted to put him on a brand, but I I honestly couldn't remember. You think they would just him being in this angle? They would assume. Yeah, that's why the Usos together as a tag team. 
and have Roman Reigns bring that up. Yeah, you You're right at yourself. Yeah, you um, I'm a liar. I realized I have one last WWE thing. Okay. I apologize. I'm, I'm willing to eat crow on this one. I apologize. That's all right. Raw Underground canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Surprise, surprise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Dav is getting his big rub off it. So, you know. Yeah, he's the only one. Like, I guess, um, what is it? Arturo. Arturo, who, uh, he was drafted to Raw. And then, um, uh, was that, um, was it Riddick Moss? Or what, who was the one that was, the other one that was on it that got, that got drafted? Riddick Moss um, was, but I think he's still injured. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, so basically we did that for no reason, but of course that we could say that about a lot of things. Yeah. Wow. Give, give retribution another month and a half and it'll all be for no reason. It's already well, there, but <laughs> I don't want to spoil too much for people who are going to watch later, but it's being heavily rumored that the hacker is going to be revealed tonight. to no. Ali. No. We're tying oh. all the loose ends. Is really? it not it? Is it not? It, it's never been discovered. They just stopped. Jeff, right. They just, they oh. just never oh, talked about I'm it sorry. again. Jeez, I'm working myself. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Caught the work. I think, yeah, I think they're going to introduce a new member retribution, and it's going to be keyboard. Um, oh. And it's going to be Ali. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. It'll be the hands. Be... Oh, Any, what, what's the over under at Solomon Crow? Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Well, he is under contract. It would have been better. All right. Although it's better than back. I see you. All right. So I guess this is kind of WWE, but not completely. PWI uh, dropped their women's 100 mm-hmm. um, with some surprising numbers here. From ten up, has everyone seen the list, or or is this still gonna be new for somebody? It's gonna be new for me. Okay. All right. So, well, don't hey, yeah, yeah don't be surprised when we get to the top because you know, yeah. PWI bases all off of kayfabe and actual wins uh, at pay per views mm-hmm. and shows. So if you've won a lot of shows, if you've held a championship for a really long time, if you've had okay. a double champion, so let it, let him guess, let him guess who's number one. You you sh- just from that, Jeff, you should know who's number one. I mean, I don't. The, the 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 times are running together. I guess it wouldn't be Becky because she'd been gone by now, right? Right. Well, okay, so let me, let me give you this. It's from October first of last year to September thirtieth of this year. Right. So uh, it's not Charlotte. Is it Bailey? It is Bailey. It, so I mean, it, it makes sense if if you're just judging on on the kayfabe scale of that mm-hmm. so number 10 is mayu iwatani mm-hmm. so underrated agreed yeah, number nine io shirai okay okay higher but this is this is the one here and and i guess she just makes it in because she won a women's title shortly after this but dropped it not long after riho at eight oh. <laughs> I'm not even going to okay. I'm with you on this one because we haven't seen her in seven months. And, and maybe I can't hold that against her for COVID. That's co- no, no, no. You know what this is called? This is called doing somebody a solid. Uh, mm. That's what, that's what that's called. Uh, 
Well, number seven here, I'm sure, is going to make you real happy, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Number seven is Tessa Blanchard. Deserve, deserves it. I'm kind of surprised she's not higher, considering she had a world title in this in this time period. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what she was out of action to. I think that's probably about right for her. I'm sure I agree with just, that. Just a quick note. Um, Tessa was in the 80s in the PWI 500. Um, I don't remember specifically. I, I, I remember Kylie Ray was 78. Um, and then Tessa was in the low 80s, I believe. Um, and they took her world championship run into account for that. There you go. Okay, so then I assume, I assume it's got to be a part of that. Uh, number six, Hikaru Shida. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty disturbing, personally. Biased, but she has been pretty dominant. Uh, she hasn't lost a lot of matches since October. Honestly, I think just the one against Riho and the mm-hmm. one against Nyla Rose. I think that's really it. Um, number five, and one of the uh, one of the cover is Sasha Banks. No, doesn't deserve Remember, it. She was a double champ during this time period. So let me guess: this this top five is WWE, I'm sure. So so no mm. Thunder Rosa, no Allison K. I guess Thunder Rosa things. was fourteen. Allison K. Thunder Rosa was fourteen. Yes. Remember, NWA wasn't on for a while. No, I was like, once again, no, remember. I thought that she was doing some, you know, some spot stuff, but, you know, this is this is like dead in the middle of COVID, too. Well, and, and if you remember last year, Thunder Rosa barely made it. She was like 98 last year, and Holiday was actually above her last year. Oh, jeez. So, so, yeah, she's at 14, and Allison K is uh, 25. Mm-hmm. That's, so, that's about right. Number four is Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Number three is Oscar. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm surprised. I'm surprised oh. I actually put it. <laughs> Damn Hold it. On. Number <laughs> two is Becky Lynch. Okay, here's where I'm going to throw up in arms. She hasn't been on TV since so, May. And I get that, you know, a lot of it. You know, some of it was a little bit of, of 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 COVID, and then everything before that, and she was still the women's champion. But you're gonna put her at two, and and if you guys go back and watch my PWI 500 review, I go through I go through how they how how they rank how they rank people. You know what all the classifications are, what you need to be in the list. Um, but she was inactive from May until. Un, until the end of the evaluation period, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how we can put her at number two, and we have people that have been working through the pandemic. Now, I'm not telling you not to go out and you know not to start a family. I'm saying if this is how we're grading, then she shouldn't even be the top in in the top ten. Yeah, but you're only you're only judging on the rules that that they've allowed, that they've put out there. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, well, and if we remember, if you remember back in last year's, I mean, it was like Ronda Rousey was like number two and who basically hadn't wrestled for most of the, but because the ones she did wrestle in, it, you know, was at the top of the card, world title matches, all that. So that went into effect, but yeah, basically, yeah, because I, I thought that about Ronda Rousey last year when we did the same thing. 
about Zach. What? Becky Lynch was one last year, correct? Uh, yeah, Becky Lynch was number which, one last year. Which yeah. is fair. I mean, that's, you know. And as we already discussed, Bailey at number one. This, to me, as much as I disagree with it in terms of work rate and character, um, it makes a lot of sense in the fact that she won the women's title around this time last year. She's still the champion to this day. Um, yeah. Where's Shayna Baszler? Where's Shayna Baszler end up? Shayna Baszler was who? number 13. Shayna Baszler was 13. Okay. All right. And Rhea Ripley was 11. You guys okay. have any other um, young people? Um, as soon as this is released to newsstands, I will be covering it on an episode of Referee's Discretion. 1 to 100. Um, so, um, I'll lose my mind it's, watching it. It's the same. Now, now, if anyone here has seen my PWI 500 episode, there were a lot of guys, there were a lot of people in there that just due to the pandemic in, in general slipped, slipped a little bit, whether yeah. it was because of inactivity or just choosing not to wrestle or what have you. But mm-hmm. it, based off of the criteria that they use every single year, um, normally they're only off by about a handful, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, but, but it, but it's, but it's never an egregious error. Um, right. you know, so, um, they're pretty, they're, they're pretty spot on. Um, so, but like mm-hmm. I said, it's, um, if, if, if you want to learn more about the PWI 500 grading system, uh, head on over to YouTube, check out referee's discretion. Uh, PWI 500 episode. Uh, there's a lot of good information in there, just about the grading in general. I might um I might have to use a uh, God I don't even know what the best way to say this. Maybe a chairman's privilege just to sit in on the women's mm-hmm. top 100. You know. Yeah, yeah man. Oh. Well, it's up to it's up to the it's up to the rest of it's up to the referee because it's his discretion. Yeah, so. he can kick me out from ringside. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, other just notable names, real quick. Um, the one that I think is the most egregious, and maybe this is me being a little—I uh, don't know—I guess it doesn't make sense to me. Is Kaylee Ray at eighteen? She's essentially been the NXT Women's Champion this entire time. She's had great matches, and I understand COVID is probably the worst thing against her because. She hasn't been able to wrestle since they just recently restarted, but she is, I believe, the longest reigning champion in WWE right now. I believe she's longer reigned than Bailey. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, um, pulling it up on here, she's okay. had five. She is. She's had twelve matches. Okay. In, so in twenty twenty, uh, and within 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 the evaluation. With with the situation period, uh, and only one, two, three, four, five, and then, and then only eight of those were singles matches, and only three of them were uh, United Kingdom Women's Championship matches. Okay. Um, All right. All right. Then I guess I'll take that. Well, uh, and so, I, well, where's 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 uh, speaking? Of, you said Kaylee. What about Kylie Ray, who was in the seventies for the PWI five hundred? Where does she end up? She's at 19. She's right she's, below Kaylee. She's an indie. I mean, she's an indie darling and wins a lot of those intergender matches, and that's why it gets her um, finish. Nyla Rose at 16. 
Uh, Bianca Belair at 23, Britt Baker 22. Uh, right. So I don't want to go too much into this because I do want to make sure everyone goes and takes a look. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I want to add up. It's kind of a segue from that and about what Ryan, you're talking about from the, um, from the pandemic. And that seems to have been like a lot, you know how you heard a lot of AEW was letting people work the indies. Well, because there's so many, so few people that are able to even work on the indies because the shows are so limited that that had seems to have driven a lot of people to sign with WWE that maybe were considering signing. Other words, Ben Carter, uh, the most notable one of those, um, and he and he said that that was part of his decision to sign with WWE instead of with uh, AEW, even though he'd been you know appeared there. And then you also, I mean, that, that's, that's something to consider, of course, with, uh, uh, and here's something, a couple of guys that we, we really like, Jeff, whose contracts are coming up soon, uh, uh, Roosh and Dragon Lee, uh, their contracts are coming up soon, like the end of the year. And so uh, may we see them headed towards WWE? Uh, no, Dwight, don't do this to me. They got friends there, and um, but uh, no, because and remember, remember when Roosh was going to come before. Remember Andrade told him, "Don't you know what I mean? Like, hey, don't sign here." Yeah, I mean, granted, granted, we're not in a, in a pandemic, or oh, don't. God bless. Anyway, um, I hope I hope first, we're wrong. Ryan, go ahead. First off, I need I need to know where Nia Jax is on the list. Um, if she is on the list, oh, um, she is. Um, and she is at. The worst number, I believe, for her. He wasn't hurt all year? She is at the number 69. No, don't, Scott. I knew you were going <laughs> to I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. They did that as a joke. Who's yeah, at 68 uh, who's at 70? Uh, <laughs> Arroyo Matsumoto and Layla Hirsch. Okay. Right, fine, whatever. Um, also, um, whenever Roosh's contract does go, whenever it does go out, um, don't, don't, you know, don't think that he won't try and jump to AEW, um, right. just because, just because they've had a pretty okay working relationship as far as you know, them and AAA. Um, so I think, I think that he would be a great international star to get their foot into the AEW door. Um, mm-hmm. it's a good size. He had, I mean, I mean, the guy can work. He's great. Um, yeah. 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 And I think that's the one thing um, that AEW hasn't done yet. And not mm-hmm. that they have to, um, but that's, but that's building international star. Um, now they have them, they have them on the yeah. roster, but they just mm-hmm. haven't put this, this person out there saying, Hey, you know, this, this, this market come and come and watch our product. Right. I was gonna say in their defense on that, they've mm-hmm. only been able to be on TV with the crowd for six months before travel got shut down. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's and that's the other thing too. Um, but that's but don't but don't um you know push the AEW out of the way though just because the AAA affiliation. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I definitely think Dwight brings up a good point. A lot of. Uh, Independent wrestlers might have definitely been hurting with independent shows uh, shut down. Maybe they're going to be more willing to jump uh, at the signs of a guaranteed contract where they'd still make money. Oh. It might be unfortunate for 
for us, the fans, wanting to see them somewhere else or maybe seeing them in a, a better position on the card. But I definitely think that is a really great point to bring up, honestly. Well, and of course, I would want, I would want to tell them, uh, remember at the beginning of all this when like a ton of people got fired? <laughs> yeah. <Whatever. laughs> you got to go, I think, where you got to make the most money just because right. – I mean, and from my understanding, Ring of Honor has still been paying people. I hope that, you know, Ring of Honor, every wrestler we've had on here has been very complimentary of, of what they've been doing. Bouncers were just on Twitter earlier uh, this week already saying, like, these guys are taking care of us. They're doing really well. And I know they're coming out of the uh, Ring of Honor bubble here. They're going to be able to start wrestling here. So I'm excited for them. I'm excited to see some bouncers on my TV. Yeah, they're in the bubble now, so we got yeah, some new, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got the, some, uh, some new TV coming up in the hotel. Yep. Um, speaking of Ring of Honor, we had our uh, Pure Tournament updates over the weekend. Those were able to see it uh, maybe before mm-hmm. it went on today, and we did have two matches that happened. We did get Fred Yehi versus Tracy Williams. Uh, Tracy Williams mm-hmm. did win. And uh, the Woods, Josh the Woods Goods beat PJ Black. So, we good? We're good. Hey, PJ Black. Everybody, like, froze on my screen. I was like, oh, God, (laughs) it's happening. (laughs) Um, So, our our, our semis, quarters, whatever they are, I think semis, uh, Lethal versus Tracy Williams, Jonathan Gresham versus Josh Woods. Right now, it's shaping up to be about what we were talking about. Oh, lethal and Gresham. That's what I'm really thinking. But I, I, I'm really feeling. I know I was the one saying it the most. Lethal Gresham, lethal Gresham. I'm really feeling like this could be lethal Josh Woods. At the very if it, least, is, if it is, then Woods has to go over. Mm-hmm. Does he? Yeah, I mean, you know, lethal does it. Get a, I, uh, I guess no crowd hurts him. In fact, he can't get like a moral victory of going the time limit with Jay Lethal, you know. But maybe taking the former champion all the way to the brink. I mean, you, you're not gonna hear me complain about about uh, Jay Lethal, Lethal being, yeah, being the first and only second Ring of Honor pure champion. But uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. We'll get our uh, our semis next week, and then we're gonna get our finals week after. Well, did you? Well, in the, did you guys talk about uh, Fred Fred Yehi and Tracy Williams? You know, they were a tag team um, in what was that in Evolve or Beyond Wrestling Evolve? Yeah, in, in Evolve, and so it was a pretty cool like handshake they did at the beginning, and you know, yeah, yeah. each other. Um, I, I think this is going to be Gresham's to lose. I think this this title is going to be Jonathan Gresham's. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's fair. I, I I am so sold on death taxes, Jay Lethal winning in Ring of Honor. Um, oh, you're not wrong. So that's just what I'm thinking right now. Godfather, any thoughts? Um, no. Um, my picks weren't um in it, so you know. Um, I'm just enjoying the wrestling. Um, been catching up with our friends at Ring of Honor during the bubble. Um, so. Um, honestly, uh, I think only one scare of COVID, only one or two, um, but false positives, everybody came out healthy. Um, so this is really exciting, really great, um, to be able to hopefully get closer to 
you know, expanding the fans so we can get to some mm. back some wrestling. Right. They're right up in Baltimore, so that might be might be worth a potential COVID scare. Go see some mm. season bouncers. Hey, we do owe them beer. We owe them beer for sure. I actually almost sent them a message. I was like, wow, so close, so far away, and we owe you guys cases of beer. So we need to deliver. Well, guys, it is time. It's time. It's Vader time. Uh, It's time to talk some G1. Hey, hey, can we add something before? Because I'm going to spend a lot of time real quick. I heard today. Um, Dark Side of the Rings coming back for sure. They they for their reason. Um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get the big WCW show in North Korea. It's gonna be one of the episodes. <laughs> the big, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm And then we're gonna get one on uh, Brian Pillman. That's and, gonna be a good one. Yep, and then also one on that's Grizzly Smith's family. That could be pretty dark because that's Jake Roberts. Uh, well, you could do you could do a whole damn ten episode on that. Yeah, well, he's going to be on it. So anyway, I was just throwing that out there for you guys. Um, I, I we all love that show. I can't wait for it. Oh yeah, so, is, it, more, is anything going to beat the Chris Benoit episodes? Yeah, I, see, um, no, uh, I don't know. But but I think that like as far as shock, we might have some pretty shocking stuff like Brian the, Pillman. That one. I, I mean Brian Pillman is going to be good. I mean mm-hmm. because because he basically he worked the business, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll keep from uh, speaking of that. Just to, just to put a cap on it, Brian Pillman Jr. There was a thing on WrestleVotes or one of them, and they said. Um, what tell what, what was the time you became you were, you became a pro wrestling fan and he said when i left the womb <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> all right let's do g1 all right. but i, I think you guys this. mean j1 mm-hmm. no, no. I know what I said. Mr. no we don't <laughs> i think you mean the k1 yeah. so we're Oh, we're gonna start all the way back at the A block finals. Mm-hmm. That's fine. All right, because we got a whole lot of stuff that happened. Uh, <laughs> a lot of crazy stuff, honestly. Um. Mm. Oh, geez, why is this not? Nothing is popping up, and this is obnoxious. Uh, so I think the big thing is uh, we got a big heel turn mm-hmm. Will Ospreay turning on Okada perfect um, yeah honestly I thought this was really good um, although I'm very confused because for some reason it's not it's not up here, and I don't understand why. Um, Osprey beat Okada uh, with a little help from his boothing, B. Priestley, and wow. 
the returning, I believe. I don't remember yeah. the line or not. Uh, the Great Ocon. You are absolutely correct. Yep. It's and, been a while. Yeah, well, I know he's been over in, in Rev Pro with Osprey, which is definitely interesting for me. But Osprey says that he is done with chaos. This was not the infighting I had expected uh, out of certain stables, although I guess we are going to get there. Um, Osprey says he's building his new empire. Uh, what, what are your guys' immediate reactions to this? Uh, first of all, if, if, if you're going to make a new stable and then be like, hey, I'm going to make a new em- empire, don't call it the empire. That's the dumbest stable name. You are you are new to You could have come up with something a lot better. And I know why, okay? I know why, but it's just a little silly. Um, second, one, second of all... Imagine that. Yeah. Okada had plenty of chances to win this match, too. Um, but he chose to keep going back to the money clip. And it was such a bad decision. And I know he was trying to challenge himself. And, and and try and go the whole G1, you know, without using that rainmaker. Um, but he, he went he went to the money clip well one too many times, um, and it ended up costing him, I think. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I, I was going to wonder oh, – you froze me. Oh, no, like if we're going to get like Robbie Eagles and some of those guys up, are they going to see a lot more of them as part of his little stable or – yeah, that's definitely yeah. my question of, of who is it going to be? Is it going to be guys from Rev Pro, guys who have performed over there? Are we maybe going to pull some people from Bullet Club with their issues going on? Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to pull more people from Chaos? Are we going to have more people in Chaos say they deserve to be in the spotlight over Okada? I have a lot of questions here. I guess my, my big thing, and this is what I'm going to ask you guys is, who on the New Japan roster should be joining Will Ospreay and his and his new faction that he is starting? Yeah, I, I, well, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, I mean, Robbie Eagles is one of them, and I guess B Priestley is going to be maybe she may yeah. be a part of it too. All right, Jeff, are you thinking of that as well? Yeah, if like you were saying earlier, if, if it's a contingent of like UK and British guys, uh, I think. That might be cool, but I mean, I'd just be hard-pressed. Uh, he just doesn't seem like that type, and maybe I'm just being too harsh on him, but Will Ospreay isn't – he's the guy in the ring, but I just don't know if he's the, the guy to be leading a – like, I'm a top guy leading a, a heel faction. Uh, I mean, I guess. No, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that, especially with all of his promos being very off-brand Kenny Omega-esque. He, yeah, that's, he seems like, like – just like how I don't like the Bucks and 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 well in the heel role they're in now, he's you look like someone trying to play a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't believe you're a bad guy either. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, well, it just doesn't guess, look right. Well, I'll say this: I guess the best bad guys are the one who think they are the good guys in it. But he, it's not his character. It's like he is not doing a great job selling it. Yeah, yeah. Just the, the act. I don't dare I say acting. The the performing of it. <laughs> just doesn't look right now to be fair give him some time you know what i mean like he's just rolled into this literally six months down week. the road you know we'll, we'll we'll find out but if i had to take a guess i don't know how this is i would go the under on this one but we'll see 
Because so, um, so, so you find Jay White. How about your boy so, Jay White? How about oh, Zack Saber Jr.? Uh, Jay White is a real heel, not whatever. <laughs> <laughs> not, not well, a heel for now at least, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, uh, a real heel, not, not whatever Osprey's doing. And like I just said, so Osprey has like four or five guys in there, and you know he's pulling rank on them. He just doesn't strike me as a guy to pull rank over other wrestlers. But I don't think that this is going to be a huge shift from chaos. Um, the one trio I think could make the jump Rapongi 3K. Oh, um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. If you if you go back and listen to the English commentary, Rocky Romero during a whole match is very kind of he's 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 very short with a lot of his responses um especially when it come especially when the question is is about is about will osprey very short and very quiet throughout throughout the match um and i think that adding a tag team to your to your new stable um yeah. it would would be a pretty good addition and then somebody like rocky romero who can talk their way out of a paper bag you know i mean mm-hmm. that's 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 just a bonus well, if you get Jay White, you basically got all of Chaos except for Okada and and uh, Goto, right? Ishii, uh, yeah, yeah, Ishii. I mean Ishii and Okada. I don't know. Yoshi. Yoshi. Uh. So I'm gonna throw out three names for you guys. Uh, all right, and tell me uh, what you guys think on this because my my thought process is all right. We need. We we need some guys all over the place, and if Osprey's goal is to be the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, we need a US. Uh, we need a junior, um, and we need a guy who's going to come up the ranks. Mm-hmm. So let's get our new guy done, Carl Fredericks. Right. Young Lion, he's made a big That's move over New Japan. Yeah, strong. yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him some spotlight. Let him come be be in on it. Um, Mickey Nichols. Mickey, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Mikey Nichols. Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. Nichols. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mikey Nichols. Bring mm-hmm. him in. Because um, right now he's also a part of Chaos. Um, mm-hmm. But he's another prime example of somebody who doesn't necessarily need to be there. Um, and here mm-hmm. is your your twist here because this is someone from the main unit david finley see i mean that wouldn't be bad but like i said before osprey is gonna have to get people that yeah yeah that that are that are below him like naito works because naito can go and you believe naito's the head guy over everybody else in there well for now at least but Hold on, hope that it would have to. It would have to be like uh, you're right, like a like a hodgepodge of guys, like up and comers, like you said, and and it'll work that way. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's fine. I guess that's uh, here's, fine. here. I got a question for you. How about uh, how about Gabriel Kidd? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Actually, you could go there too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. That's probably yeah. Best answer, actually. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah, no, that that is that's an excellent one. They're white. Mm-hmm. If he's playing the role of like, hey, I'm somewhat of an upper guy. Well, he is, but uh, you know, I'm an upper guy, and I'm here to 
um, you know, free all the, not free all the younger guys, but, you know, like you said, Matt, a bunch of guys who need, are trying to get shots. I can dig yeah, that. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll work. Now, well, on, on paper at least. But, but you can't have. another question. And I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm interrupting you, so I apologize. But no, you're fine. You're fine. Isn't the whole point of I'm tired of being held down in New Japan because of who I am, Bullet Club's whole shtick? I mean, they were originally all Gaijins. I uh, know yeah. it's not necessarily the case anymore. Yeah, but, but Bullet, Bullet Club is so deep in the woods. I mean, you're right, technically, yes, but they're so deep in the woods where that don't matter no more. Unfortunately, right. know, yeah. They're True. way off the, 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 the tracks. <laughs> yeah, something here. Uh, any closing thoughts on Osprey's turn? I don't know. Just give it time, I, I guess. I, it off. I mean, yeah, I think uh, I think I think some I I think I think the Great Ocon is somebody to watch. Um went back and watch some of his some of his young line stuff. Um he was green, he was really green. Um but I'm thinking over the course of four to five years that he's improved um some somewhat to the point where, you know, they're putting him in this big spot, especially with Osprey who just turned on possibly the biggest star in all in all in new japan um so i'm guessing they have a little bit of faith in him to do something outside of just be just be osprey's lackey so something to if, watch if i if osprey finds himself this will work if he is kenny omega light it's not <laughs> yeah, i'm with that completely yeah um so and as you've already kind of seen, Kota Ibushi won the A1. Won the A1. Won the G1. <laughs> um, and honestly, had one of... Uh, I don't know if I'd say it was good. It was, it was maybe the most interesting, just so I wasn't expecting it, matches I've ever seen with Taichi, where they literally only kicked each other for 17 minutes. I think the exceptions were uh, an attempted suplex that didn't work and eventually the Komagoye, which was the finish. Um, what do I say? I, Hold on. Oh, I do. Oh, my was... gosh. Hey, you tell me if you're taking that spot because uh, I tell you what, as God is my witness, mm. as my son the other room, I am not taking that spot for all of King Midas' gold. <laughs> I don't know if I'm taking the Komagoye period. If I'm being honest with you, the way he delivered those things, it just it hurts me every time. Yeah. Listen, and I think it showed that much more that Tai Chi had to be carried out. I thought that was a great touch to the end of this match. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it 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 definitely got harder hitting as the match went on, but excellent match. Yeah. It's been of a while since I've seen something like that. Um, I I just, I thought it was so interesting. I couldn't not bring it up. It's good. Uh, and it, the best part is it carried over into the finals as he's selling the leg kicks that happened all throughout Tai Chi. So Tai Chi also, honestly, coming out of this tournament, in my opinion, looking very strong. Um, over on the B block. All right. Oh, hold on. Hold, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I got to show some love for the Tokyo Pimp, who did get a win on the Ooh. final night of A Block. Okay, he got he got the win over Jeff Cobb. Um, 
So good for him. No, nobody gets skunked. There you go. Uh, B block. We had the finals be well. Uh, it was essentially down to three men. Uh, ironically, also, and this is just what New Japan does so well. It was Tetsuya Naito, Evil, and Sonata, the three top guys, all from LIJ, with the exception of Evil, after he just turned on them. Really, once again, showcasing who, just how good LIJ is, who was in it, how good they were. Um, Tetsuya Naito ends up getting reversed and rolled up by Kenta, eliminating him, effectively bringing it down to Evil versus Sonata. Um, I don't think this this one once again not the best match in the G1 by any means, but Sonata picks up the win off of an O'Connor roll, um, and I am sure the Hitman Hall household was losing its mind. <laughs> this um, the G1 didn't end the way I wanted to end, but I mean my three guys were. I thought if I could just get one, and I didn't get any. Well, I I, I almost had one, um, but yeah, yeah, I was. You know, Sonata's my default because I'm a mark, but yeah, and I loved it. Everybody gets their one. They do. Yeah. Um, um, I thought that overall the G1 for Evil was a little underwhelming, um, especially with the big turn and then having the titles there for a while, eventually losing them. Um, I mean, obviously picking up wins, um, but I'm I'm on the Jay White train here. Uh, he's kind of abusing Bullet Club at this point because he's kind of degrading his own value by not being able to finish matches on his own. And I think eventually that is what is going to lead to the Bullet Club Civil War. Um, because, I mean, you've seen, I mean, because you, you've seen, you've seen Bullet Club guys all, all throughout this G1 lose. And that's fine because they look good losing. But when you but when you constantly rely on you know bringing Dick to go, um, yeah, and other club affiliates, well, if you every time you say Dick to go, it cracks me up. Dick to go. Um, but yeah, it's not it's on just, Zoom. It, hey, hey, but not on Zoom, everybody. You know. Oh yeah, never yeah. your Dick to go. Um, but I don't, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, um, but it was just a very underwhelming G1 for Evil. Um, obviously not point-wise, but I guess just performance and story-wise. Um, but on the flip side, um, I think that this match in particular um, and this whole tournament in general, I think, was Sonata's swan song. Not to leave, but this is just to show people that he is a main event talent yep. and this spot is absolutely deserving um for for him um yeah yeah and i know that he's with me so um it's it's not it's not a kept secret that sonata's good you know that's not yeah. you know I, I he's my guy and i've been saying it forever but I, I no kudos to me you know it's not hard to see but what i will say is this and i've been saying this for a while unlike a disclaimer here um Kota Ibushi is your best wrestler in the world. Um, to watch him is a complete pleasure. There's no wasted movement or anything. I mean, he's just he's just so smooth, and he's just so like if you just technical aspect of wrestling, he's so good. He can do anything in the wrestling ring he wants with his eyes closed, hands behind his back if he wants. 
Um, but Sonata has it. And I've been saying this for a long time. He has the not he's not Okada, but he has the Okada it, if you will. You know, I don't know what it is, but he's believable right. and and he will he can and will be the guy. I don't know. I mean, time permitting, who knows? We'll see. But he's definitely good enough to be the guy and the fans get behind him in, in the same way they kind of get behind Okada a, a, a little bit. He's not on that level yet. But, I mean, I, I'd like to think he's next guy up. I'd like to hear everybody else, you know. What do you think? Um, I'll say this. Their finals match was not the best match in the G1. It wasn't Ibushi's best match. I would say it was probably Sonata's best match. Um, but I think the best part of of this for Sonata and and are you guys cool if we just go right ahead in the finals we're gonna come back we're gonna talk yeah, about yeah. matches highlight moments everything like that afterwards um because we also have to talk about power struggle coming up so aptly named considering everything going on in bullet club and chaos and will osprey um i think the biggest thing to point out here is kota abushi is 38 just signed a huge deal with new japan he's going to be around forever Sonata is only 32. He's still very young and in a pro wrestler's career. Um, and honestly, this was his first finals, uh, unless I am totally missing something, but I'm, I am a thousand percent sure it's his first finals. Uh, and I mean, he's been on the rise. He's won a new Japan cup. He's won these opportunities, but being in this spot, this is arguably the biggest match of his career. Anyone I mean, maybe maybe the yeah. title match against Okada, but no one thought Sonata was winning that. No, no yeah, and and and, to, and and like you said too, he's also been like the not the off-brand guy, but he's also been the guy that has a couple of wins over Okada. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. not name, not name Jay White, Just... or Kenny Omega. Mm -hmm. uh, so my thing here is that there's one very specific spot. Uh, Sonata has Kota Ibushi in the skull end. He's got him in that uh, dragon sleeper. He's got the legs down. And Abushi oh, uh, is out. Honestly, they, they do the hand check. They get it twice. Reggie's goes to do it a third time. But Sonata releases the hold to go for the moonsault that he does. And I really, I got, I really hope they pinpoint this exact moment showing Kota Ibushi's experience in these big-time matches and Sonata's inexperience take the win. Take yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The, the, well, that, pass out. that's that's your out, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is, which, again, why New Japan is light years ahead of everybody else, but yes. Oh, I will say I do think there's some things that they have dropped the ball on in this past year, and, and yeah. the tournament as well kind of hit on, but this was the one specific spot that really stood out for me. Um. Kota Ibushi makes history. He's the third man ever to go back-to-back -back and win G1 Climaxes in, in consecutive years. Uh, and he's going to go on to, I don't think any, I, I don't know if anyone's going to take the belt off him, he's going to go on to face Tetsuya Naito at Wrestle Kingdom, and I think he's going to win the title at Wrestle Kingdom. I think you have to at this point. Yeah, well, if, if he, not, if, one, and then we're falling into Braun Strowman. Uh, territory again. Um, comparison. Where, and, and I think this is Jeff. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're always you're always the bridesmaid and never the bride. Yeah, he. Is. Listen, I I I I'm, I I don't dislike Kota Ibushi. 
But yeah. man, if it's not this year, then I don't want to see it. You know, I, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the point where if, if you don't do it now and give him his run and let him have his due, then I just don't see. Why, why is he still in New Japan? Yeah. That would be my exact just... thing. What are we doing? <laughs> Do you guys know my rule with WWE and other things? I mean, sometimes some guys are so good and just with timing, they should have already had the belt and lost it by this point. You know what I mean? Just, just yeah. and they've they're they're all they're teetering on that edge of by the time you win it, by the time he wins it. And he, even last year, remember he had that like murder abushi, like you know, like he was upset exactly. or like heelish oh. kinda. And even the crowd was like kind of oh. Like what? I don't know. I don't well, know. So we'll see. That ties into his whole "I'm gonna become a god" thing. He's been saying that in his press conferences and his promos. I'm well, gonna he, become a god in New Japan. Well, he is also, you know, lovers with your boy. So I wouldn't. I doesn't surprise me that he's got a bunch of other stuff going on too. Well, you know, is, over the is, oh, oh, over the top stuff. My next question yeah. is this: is <laughs> Do we do we have a scenario? Do we have a scenario where something we we get a match before Wrestle? You know, does he can he lose his spot before we get the Wrestle Kingdom or? Well, we're gonna talk about that because there okay, is a I'm match sorry. set up for Power okay. Struggle. Okay. But uh, here is my big takeaway from Kota Ibushi in the G1. In ring, I don't know if there's anyone in New Japan who can really touch him. Uh, Okada is right there. Okada's incredible as well. But Okada can't do half the things that Kota Ibushi does. And I'm no, not no, no. Not Okada. No, no, no. You're you're not. If 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 you're talking about the whole package, it's Okada. It's not close. If you're just talking about technical wrestling, oh, Abushi is he's on his own. He's on his own plane. His own level. Um. Here was the thing, and this might be a language barrier issue. Man, he might be like the fifth blandest person in this tournament. Who, uh, well, th- th- hear me out. He's a guy that doesn't really, he's another guy that doesn't have a gimmick, like, he, he doesn't yeah. have one. And like, a, a really good wrestler is fine, but he doesn't have a, but we've seen Dolph Ziggler, we know how this works. No, no, yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, New Japan is probably a little too more character over the top than the general public are used to, but. You know, Okada's the rainmaker. Naito's Naito. You know, Destino. Cold Skull. Go Ace. Rockstar. Yeah, go go Ace. Um, Takahashi's, you know, I don't know, a psychopath. You know, (laughs) I I mean, I don't know what he, I mean, he's great. Pat called him, uh, Hiromu Takahashi is the most ultimate warrior to Matt Hardy version we've ever seen. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, even Omega was the cleaner, one-winged angel video game guy. All that was fine. Abushi is just, just yeah, he doesn't have, and I'm not saying like he needs to gimmick himself up either. Because like, I guess maybe at identity? this point it's it's too late. But man, get get some ring gear, get get a new hairdo, get I don't know, I don't know. It, 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 you, you, you just you're telling him to do what Will Osprey just did, right? Well, I mean, well, I mean, you're right, you're right, you're right. I mean, I'm not saying that, but. But that's why I said it's too late. I think it's too late. I mean, he's just known as Kota Ibushi, the wrestling machine, which is fine by me. But he just doesn't have any, um, I don't know. Any maybe sizzle this, of the steak. Yeah, maybe this is, maybe this is what, when it happens for him. Um, I'd like to see. I mean, he's not Jay White. 
He's not a, I mean, he, he's, if you started going down like, I mean, even Tai Chi, right? Shingo, yes. I mean, you know, I mean, that's like, that's exactly it. Like, yeah. Kota Ibushi, once again, absolutely incredible. But who is Kota Ibushi? Like, great without, wrestler who hasn't won the title. Who without, can't the title. without Kenny Omega, who is Kota Ibushi? That's the yeah. thing. And that's, and that's exactly it. Like, man, what is his identity? He, I feel like he doesn't have one, and that, he that's doesn't. a big issue right now. And, and like that, I said, that really might be a language barrier thing. Uh, you know, I, I read all of my all of my interviews with the subtitles on, so I can do my best to understand him. But like, and he doesn't talk, and that's fine. But then roll with that. Then I don't know. You know, like kind of more maybe. I don't know. I, again, like like you said, Dwight. Like I'm not saying he needs to completely overhaul himself because he doesn't because he's great. Yeah. But Give him some, just, give him some, fa- give him some face paint, man. Make him be like Sting, you know. I don't know just about that, <laughs> but man, he's got to, he's got to do something. I mean, just, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't it's know. Very Roman Reigns esque in that, it's the same. He's always looked. It's the same music. What about him is different, and why should I believe that now is the time? No, you're, and that's I couldn't put it any better, Matthew. Um. All right. This is my big thing. Let's go ahead and talk about what are, what are our big takeaways here from the G1. Uh, I guess the first thing is we're going to do, a, what, what was your favorite match from the tournament, guys? Ryan, I'm going to start with you because I know you were on this, like, everything. <laughs> I think you actually woke so, up to watch them, too. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, my, my uh, stuff at work's kind of been a little bit later in the morning, so it's been giving me a little bit more time to really absorb the G1 um, like, I, like I never have before. Um, I want to start off with a little bit of history. Um, th- uh, this year's G1 is, um, has had the longest match and the shortest match now in G in G1 tournament history. Um, the longest being, being the G1 final in over 35 minutes and the shortest was, uh, between Goto and Yano in 18 seconds, which is now a gift. Um, <laughs> this is now, um, uh, <laughs> uh, um this year's g1 has three uh matches that were over that were five stars or higher um one of which is from day five which which was shingo takagi versus versus will osprey that's a secret after last year's match um uh at, at five and a quarter on day 13 you had shingo takagi again and kazuchika okada and my favorite match, also from the same night, Kota Ibushi versus Minoru Suzuki. Um, if you want what, if you want just hard, just hard hitting, emotion filled violence, and just everything is stiff as the friggin' board you lay your head on, you know that you know, your bed sits sits on. Um, this match was fantastic from start to finish. If you watch one match of this entire tournament, this is it. Um, not mm. even the final match got um, above a five star. I believe it's four. I believe it's four and a half or four and three quarters. Um, mm-hmm. this match yeah, this, this yeah. Match. Let let that blow your mind. Well, no, no, no. I think in in Meltzer's defense, these guys did not look like they were on the same page the entire match. Mm. They definitely were um, like mental lapses. But all in all. Um, Somebody we haven't mentioned yet tonight, um, I think, is 
the MVP of this entire tournament, and that is Tomohiro Ishii. Um, there is not one, there is not one bad match he had, not one that lagged at all. Um, he is he is a star. We say this um, every year. Mr. G Warren. Uh, he's, he's like Okada like, you know what I mean? He just is. And and, and, and G1. He turns it on, yeah. man. And it's every week. Yeah. Suzuki had a great G1. Um, Bullet Club had a great G G1 overall, minus minus Tokyo Pimp. Um all in all, this is a fantastic tournament. If you've never watched a new Japan event or you've never watched anything new New Japan at all, I recommend starting from day one and spending the time to watch it all the way through. If you really want to invest yourself in some great, fantastic professional wrestling, um, if you're fine with WWE, then that's fine. Um, I would not recommend it. Um, but everybody's got their flavor. This should be everybody's flavor. Okay? Mm -hmm. this, should, this should be it. Um, Again, if you didn't watch it, go back and watch it because it's worth your time and it's worth your nine, your nine ninety six a month. Okay, Ser seriously, I think I said the same one. I think I said the same thing when we had the New Japan Cup. It's worth it, and it's still worth it, and it will continue to be worth it. It's the best professional wrestling on planet Earth. Period. I don't think you're gonna find better matches than matches specifically in the G one. Um, it's the same every year. The G one have the best matches year in year out. Um, God, they're always so good. There really is. I don't know if this is the best G1 I've ever seen, but man, it, it my love for it was probably extra just because we couldn't get anything for, for so long from New Japan. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm interject there because you mentioned two of the guys who I think may have had the best match. This was early in the tournament, I talked about it earlier. I am such a sucker for Minoru Suzuki versus Ishii. Um, that was just a wonderful match. Um, I'm also such a sucker for Suzuki. Uh, and and Ryan also already said it, Shingo Takagi versus Will Osprey. These guys just have chemistry. They really do. Um, they deliver also every time. Shingo Takagi deserves the world. If you know, you know, creative control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Hitman, favorite match? Um, all the, I mean, all this is up to personal opinion. So, I mean, yeah, of course. everybody's, all the matches you guys have, have laid out could be number one. I wouldn't bat an yeah. eye at it. Um, but for me, Shingo and Okada was just, it was so good. Okada's doing what Okada does, which is, you know, being the greatest wrestler. And Shingo is just so, I, I mean, I wouldn't even say underrated. He's just a different flavor that, I don't know, him coming into New Japan was the right thing at the right time. It was just perfect. He's such a good wrestler. Um, the way he wrestles, you would think he's like some 6'10 guy. He's nine. He's actually kind of a smaller guy, but he just wrestles above his, his weight, and he, all of his stuff looks good. Him and Okada just put on a classic for me. Um, it was just beautiful, absolutely beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. All right, D. White, favorite match? Um, yeah, Toriano versus Kenta. One, no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or Sonata. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I, and and I, you know, I I enjoyed it a lot, and you know, I'm, I was really disappointed with with because I'm an L.A.J. guy, you know, 
so things aren't great in the LIJ world. Uh, but really the best match I thought, believe it or not, um, that I enjoyed, and I, and I, I wasn't able to watch all of them, so I have to go back and, and catch with the ones. But one I did see that I thought was fantastic was uh, Will Ospreay versus Tai Chi. That was a great match. Um, I think it sort of foreshadowed where Will Ospreay's going, but uh, I mean, Tai Chi is just so underrated, man. That you know, and I, I get his gimmick is is a little much for people, but the guy can go. So that's a great. That was a great match in my. Uh, yeah, that was from what like day thirteen. Preach Dwight by Tai Chi, please. Thank you. That's perfect because I think that leads yeah. to my next point. Who was the breakout star of the G One? And I think Dwight's right on the, right on it. It's Tai Chi. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I know. The only professional wrestler who also moonlights as a uh, pop star. That's true. As a really well, bad lip syncer. <laughs> well, well, think about it like oh, a year. A, a year ago, we would probably put Tai Chi like, like with Yano, you know, kind of that sort of over the top gimmick guy, yeah. right? Well, you I guys know. would. Okay. Come on, Jeff. Come, Come on, on, Jeff. Put the Homer away. <laughs> But yeah, I and yeah, I'm I'm all about Tai Chi. I think um, you know, he's I, I enjoy watching the guy, man. I I have for the last year, man. And and it's like I almost wish he would do something a little different with that gimmick, just so I wouldn't feel so bad liking him. <laughs> uh, you guys remember remember Gundam Wing? Uh, oh, do we remember Gundam Wing? Yes, sir. So I know <laughs> Tetsuya Naito and and everything. I want Tai Chi to become the, the original bad guy from Gundam Wing. You mean uh, Trey's Kush Renata. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> or Zex Marquise. Yeah, Zex. That's, that is exactly what I want Tai Chi to be. And hey, man, they're building a Gundam in Japan, so it's perfect timing. Milliard or Peace Crafts, brother. <laughs> Don't get me going. Uh, and at the opposite end of it, we just talked about our breakout star. Who did not live up to your expectations? Ryan, I know you already kind of mentioned it, so I'm going to start with you. Ooh, I didn't think about uh, that. Yeah. Um, pass, because I got to think about it. I, give, me, give me two seconds. Well, I could, I'll tell you mine right off the top, because I, in the prediction show, I said it, man. Uh, Ken, Kenta, I thought, you know, man, I had high hopes for that guy, you know. But I don't know whether he just has gotten caught in the – in the in the mayhem of everything, but yeah, the, I I really hope to get a, a lot more out of Kenta, but it didn't. I'll take it from um, there. Uh, oh, good. Because Ryan already said mine earlier. I really, it's it's this evil situation. Um, mm -hmm. he, he won his matches. None of them I thought were very spectacular. Um, maybe it's just my frustration with what they're doing with him. But this this turn for him, I don't think has played out how New Japan wanted it to. Well, that that evil Naito match was not good. That was well, like the headline match of that day. It was not good. Well, I, I I think because again, New Japan is the best wrestling on the planet. Period. Yeah. Um, but they are not impervious to huh. messing things up. I think you know through COVID, I think they did the best the, the best deal that they could. But I I think this evil. Um, turn and winning both belts was kind of kind of hot shotting Dwight. You think a little bit? Yeah, a little. Well, well, and well, and they had to figure stuff out with travel restrictions and things yeah, like that. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. May, I, it, it looks like some a situation where they kind of overthought it. I think. 
I'll say this. Jericho said that when he was over in New Japan having his matches, there were talks of Evil getting the shot and being the champ um, huh. and turning on LIJ. So these, this has been in the plans for a while. I don't um, think it's a bad – I mean, like I, – I, I mean, him turning and getting the bell, I don't think it's bad. I just think just they just um, – they just tried to do a lot in a in a in a. Very they did. A, they tried to do a yeah a lot of booking in a small period of time, which which, to their standards, it's going to be bad. Just because they're usually so good with booking and how they play storylines, um, even AEW and WWE, we, we wouldn't think anything of it. We'd be like, okay, cool, that was that was good. But we just expect you know expectations from um New Japan are so high that, you know, there probably isn't anything they could have done, really, to be honest. Because if Naito just wins out, all you know, if he just holds the belt and nothing happens, then we're not talking about that. Nothing, you know, either, you know, either. So, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, you. It's like, you know, and that's probably why that uh, for me, with watching that night, the uh, evil Naito match, I was expecting a five star match. You get a decent match, and you're like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm. Te- uh, it's that word expectation. It'll it changes yeah. things. For sure. Um, circle back to me. I know I already shot on Evil earlier, so I won't double down. Um, I'm going to say go eight. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Ooh, um, see. He didn't win. see, he didn't win any big matches now that I go back and look at it. Um, because because he beat Juice, and then he, and he beat Yoshihashi, and then he beat Zack Sabre Jr., and then he beat Kenta, and that's it. He lost to everybody else in that block. He only Did had you eight, say- eight points. Did you say the world's worst professional wrestler, Zach Sabre Jr.? That- oh, don't do that. Don't do this. Sorry. Sorry. I, J- Matt missed it. I had to catch it. <laughs> um, I'm going to jump. Go I'm going to jump on the cod train. Yeah. Uh, I'm going ace as well. He just mm. didn't l- look like himself. And, and to be fair, again, COVID and you got a lot going on with the world. Mm-hmm. But man, he just didn't look like G1 Tana. You know, you, usually he shines. Usually you watch a G1 and you're like, ah, Tana still got it. You know what I mean? And I, I still think he does. A little here, I think. I, I still, I still think he does. I just think it was, like I said, I just, it was a, it just, it just wasn't as great as work. Again, expectation. We were, we were expecting a little more than we got from, from, from Tana. I'll say this too with him, and this was more so I got it with the English commentary during the finals, specifically that eight man tag. Uh, shout out to Juice coming out as a Blues brother, uh, but they were really pushing over that Tanahashi's maybe trying out some a, a different style here, a little bit uh, more to protect his body, sticking with the clover leaf more than necessarily going with the high fly flow. So, mm-hmm. definitely interesting here. I think it is time we are moving away from Ace Okada, uh, Ace Okada, Ace Tana. And I, I think we're all in agreement here. It's Okada at this point. Yeah. The the torchbearer, <laughs> the mm. Olympic torchbearer. If he could get rid of this gimmick of he's too that he's you know that you know, he's he's too good and his new finisher is the money clip. Granted, in the match against I want to say Shingo, um, it looked absolutely devastating. Um, but then the fact that you use it in a match you need to win. And then you end up looking like a schmuck in the end. Okay, maybe that's a sign. Don't go back to the well. Okay? Well, yes, 
yes, but Okada has all you, you, you have to give him something, whether he's fighting one himself or something, you have to keep him away from the belt. Uh, again, this this yeah. isn't red hair, red balloons, Okada, but I'll take whatever uh I'll take whatever you're giving me. You know, if if you're trying to keep him, you know, away from the title. Oh, and we gotta really point this out. Okada's still only thirty-two. Yeah. yeah. That's what I said about Sonata. I said hopefully there's hopefully there's time. Or, or 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 at least hopefully we can get to a point where we have a Sonata Tana. I mean I mean uh yeah I mean uh, um how how um God bless Okada was for with Tana for a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean um God, I'm trying to see here what is Tetsuyo's how old Tetsuyo is. I mean Tetsuyo's thirty eight. He should be Bushi's thirty eight. You know, Okada is the proven commodity. He's your top star, and he's going to be around for at the least eight more years. Oh, yeah. You know, mm. I mean, and, and New Japan, these guys get to go a little bit longer just with how they've all set up uh, their roster. So you got to do something that's, that's going to be different for him because, honestly, it's going to come a point where there's nothing left for him to do at New Japan. It already kind of feels that way. I hate saying that, but... They they gotta find something inventive for him to do. No, you're you're right. Or or like I said, or someone to not a blood feud, but just someone where you know you could where you're, they're just gonna have classics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'll say this too. I, I agree definitely. Uh any Okada match is gonna be a great match. And I know we're just coming back from COVID and he's had all this time off. Have someone take him out where he can be off TV for like six months. No, I, how how can I miss you if you don't go away? You know, Dwight. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. Send him to AEW, man. Oh, jeez. Wow. No. Yeah, on no. the power struggle, because this is coming up November 7th. What a great weekend that's going to be for just professional wrestling. Yeah. Uh, there's another show happening that weekend. I would just go ahead. Oh, oh, also, we did get the announcement. Wrestle Kingdom, two nights. January 4th, January 5th. Okay, great. I like it. I'm curious oh. how we're going to do the main events. Maybe we're going to have the... The IC title and the world title. We're going to have the second annual, right, Matthew? Well, maybe. I would love to live stream it, but I think I am back to teaching. That ah. days. So... Hopefully I'm not. I gotta double check my winter my winter break schedule. So I'm hoping I'm not. Uh, but we might definitely have to live stream. Well, not live stream, but give you some reactions following uh, power struggle here. I'm gonna say go ahead and ring ring uh, uh, go up the card here. We do have our first King of Pro Wrestling 2020 Championship match. It's gonna be Toriano versus a Zack Sabre Jr. D Y already beat me to it. Worst, worst professional yeah, worst wrestler professional in the world, Zack Saber Jr. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of expecting Zack Saber Jr. to win here, but maybe not because he's still holding the tag titles with Taichi. He probably won't. Yano's yeah. been on a roll here recently. Let Yano mm-hmm. roll. On a roll. <laughs> Yano is now promising special rules for his match against Zack Saber Jr. I'm going. I'm going Yano. Um, if, if I could have a second too. Um, if I could have it. The second two, Dwight, you're obviously the elder statement statesman here. Mm-hmm. But I the am. stipulation, the, the stipulation, you know, from a month ago or whenever it was on the count of two, like 
I th- I thought about it the other day and it just like popped me riding on the way home, like in traffic. You know what I mean? I was just watching some wrestling and like just yes. <laughs> do I th- do I think of how long you've been watching wrestling? And just to hear that stipulation just it's just great. It's just absolutely uh, great. Two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First one to two wins. First one to two. <laughs> I like it. We got a never open weight title match. And this is uh man, probably gonna be my match of the night. I'm ready for it. Minoru Suzuki defending the Never Openweight title versus the Dragon Shingo Takagi. Mm-hmm. Ooh, hope both of them wear a mouthpiece. Maybe. Well, I mean, they both. Well, Minoru doesn't. Minoru's sadistic. That's going to be a yeah. stiff one. That's going to be fun. Uh, and as we just talked about, Kazuchika Okada is going to face the great Okan. I feel like Okan has to win this. Yeah, um, yeah. But- it could. Or Tom Foolery. One more time. Yeah, but this. I'm sorry. You're good. Oh, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. So sorry. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. He he has to win here, or, or at least I mean, he has to lose here, or at least uh, some Tom Foolery, some something like B. Priestley needs to be doing something. You can't tell me Will Osprey's gonna be a big bad here, and he loses. Not loses, but 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 no, I know, but I mean his his faction managed to lose here in their first bounce back match against Okada. No way. There's got to be some type of something going on. Yep, I um, agree. So on that on that note, um, there was a tag match um, on the G1 final card, and it was Will Osprey and Great Okan going over the team of Okada and Show. Shout out to Ben so. Colorado. No. Um, so, so I don't really see a problem with Okada going under here if that's the move. Um, There's also a great measuring stick to see how, what what Khan can do in the ring. Um, yeah. You know, in like a one-on-one deal. So excited to see this. All right. We got Kenta, who is holding the IWGP US Championship match contract, his briefcase. Mm-hmm. He's facing Go Ace Tanahashi. Um, I imagine that this is Kenta's still. I'm yeah. just so frustrated that we have that the U.S. title hasn't been defended in forever. We should have just stripped Mox, okay? And this should be for the U.S. title. This, uh, this is this mm-hmm. agree hundred percent. This is absolutely ridiculous that that we can't get Mox over to Japan to drop the title and to bring him back, which in the span of a week between between Dynamites, I think you can do. In, well, in, I think the, the bubble in Japan, once you get there, you have to quarantine, and then you have to quarantine before you leave. So hmm. then Mox should have dropped the AEW title and gone over. I mean, just, it's, no, it, no, it's simple. Guys, beat him up, beat him up, let, let, let him off. Beat him up. He's off of TV for two weeks. He goes and does it. You got Brian Cage wrestling hey. people on indie shows. Give me a break. Kota Ibushi versus Jay White for the G1 uh, shot at Wrestle Kingdom match. Uh, obviously, I think it's Kota Ibushi, especially mm-hmm. considering Evil doesn't have a match. Right. I can, I can tell you what. If, if this somehow goes the other way, I'm going to be so insufferable. It's not funny. <laughs> I would no. like to play match right here. It should, and it probably won't. But if it does, um, what if this goes to draw? 
And then the way to figure this out is one person challenges for the Intercontinental Championship, one person challenges for the Heavyweight Championship in a no time limit match. And then that's how you split the belts off on Ito. That's fair. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. Okay. Oh, I totally like it. It does have a match. <laughs> yeah, um, I, don't I, don't think have, I don't think we need to have one, one person holding both belts. Not that somebody needs to have one, but having two is a little ridiculous. IWGP and Intercontinental Tarks, I believe it's for both. Uh, Tetsuya Naito defending against Evil Naito. AB. It has. Maybe this is Jay White screwing Naito here, or uh, screwing Evil. But <sighs> very, very quick thoughts because I need to close out the show here. We're going over. All right. Some, so, uh, something's going to happen to further this Bullet Club um, implosion. So you, you, you would think so. Mm-hmm. Our struggle. Great name for what I think is going to happen. All right. Everybody, please be on the lookout. We have some awesome, excellent referees' discussions coming out. I feel like daily. Ryan? Mm. Uh, it was daily. I was still catching up. Um, I'm working on the WCW Halloween Havoc 1994 review right now. Um, just got a piece set together. It'll be up tomorrow. Um, and then uh, we're going to look at 1996 uh, WCW Halloween Havoc um, with Pat Lilly. So keep an eye out for that. This will be interesting uh, for a lot of reasons, but you're going to have to go to our YouTube. And he would do the 96 one. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was either him do the six or Matt do it, and Matt wasn't even born, probably. No, so. no, no I love was Matt. Born. I was two. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been oh, playing the so. Lord. So there you go. There it is. While you're, yeah, while you're waiting, go back and watch some old YouTube of our of all of our shows, really. <laughs> um, yeah. Do your damn homework coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guess who's the guest for uh, 1994 uh, Halloween Havoc? Let me just Ugh. say that I had to watch Dave Sullivan again. Evac. That's right. So, yeah. Check out Evac, the YouTube baby. channel. We have I forgot about that. So many shows coming your way. As always, we also have our weekly, bi-weekly, twice-a-weekly podcast right here on the WrestleCast. Check out all of our shows. Give us a like, comment, subscribe. If you really like what we do, Please support us right here at ko-fi.com slash PWO123. It's as simple as 123 and the same cost as a cup of coffee. So if you like what you've heard tonight, help us out. Help help some brothers out. That's all I'm asking. Uh, And with that, guys, enjoy your week. We're going to catch you guys on Thursday when we're going to talk some AEW, NXT, and whatever craziness can happen between them. Hey, we've got uh, Balfour for Glory coming up. Got to talk about that, too. Yeah, we definitely do that. So, everybody. Oh, we didn't. No, no, it's coming up. We'll see you on Thursday. Have a great night. Mm-hmm.